Good evening, folks. This is episode three of the Two Minutes for Chatting podcast. This week we have lost all our audio capability, so we're making our own noises. As you probably heard, we've had a few technical difficulties as well, which we'll probably fill you in on. Trying to get some signings from abroad to talk about abroad things, but it didn't really work. So we'll just resort back to the old classic. Um, I've got Stephen with me, and he'll probably talk us through what we're going to cover on this this week's show. Yeah, sure. Um, I couldn't really tell a difference at the start there. I thought it was just the same. don't know who that was. Um, okay, so, yep, episode three. So we're going to discuss uh, clan's results against Manchester at the weekend. Um, we'll talk about our Player of the Weekend poll that we did on Twitter. Thanks to everyone that, um, that voted in that. Uh, we'll talk about couple of things around the EIHL, mainly Matt Nickerson's horrendous 20-game suspension and a couple of other things. Um, I'm going to do a, a brief Super Bowl preview that probably would have been longer had we had said foreign correspondent on, but due to audio Inabilities, we're unable to do that. It's a shame, but we'll get we'll get something else sorted yeah. down the line. I think it'd have been rubbish anyway, so it's it's fine. Total guff. So absolute shit. Maybe talk. It's two minutes for chatting, isn't it? So it's that's the way it goes on here. Indeed. Then um, yeah, sorry, carry on. Right, okay. <laughs> then talk a wee bit about football. Um, as it's transfer deadline day, if there's any signings coming through, you'll be the first to know. Well, Sam, you'll be the first to know. I'll be the first to know, yeah. Other people can find out in two days' time, if they haven't found out already. Uh, a, wee bit, a wee bit more about football, and then we'll go on to any other business. And I'll leave it at that for the time being. If you want to know about any other business, then you'll need to, you'll need to listen to the rest. Sounds good. I'd be listening in anyway. Uh, you've drawn me in enough to it, I have to say. Sounds pretty interesting. Anyway, so I guess if you want you want to cover a bit of Super Bowl stuff first before we get into clan or Aye, sure. We can do that. Um yeah. so just I'm not really an American football fan at all, for so anybody listening who is will understand more about this than I do. Saying that, I have been to one game, it was Texans in Houston, obviously, and uh, I did enjoy it, a good spectacle. But uh, yeah, I'll let you talk us through what's happening at the weekend. No bother. So, myself being a New York Jets fan, um, I have never known, nor will I ever know what a Super Bowl feels like to be a part of. However, our close friend, Davis, I don't know whether to give him his, his real name or not. Mm, Davis is good enough. Right, okay, we'll stick with Davis. 
we were going to get him on to discuss it with myself, but well, due to connection issues, we can't do this. So I'm left on my Todd here. But I'll quickly run through. So basically, Davis is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And they are, of course, as you may or may not know, in the Super Bowl. And they will face the England Patriots. Um, this is a test pretty much to see if anyone can stop the Patriots because they are just, it seems to be like a bulldozer every single year. They'll go at least 12 wins in the regular season. So what is it with the Patriots? Just chipping in. What is it? With- is it just Tom Brady? It's Tom Brady. It's Bill Belichick, who's the coach. Uh, their coordinators seem to do really well. They kind of they seem to get players in free agency that don't really tend to do well on other teams, and somehow manage to get them to work for them. Um, so it, it's quite annoying for for me being a Jets fan and the Patriots being in the same division. Always getting pumped. <laughs> Always getting pumped. Just absolutely atrocious. Um, so this is basically it's the turn of Philadelphia now. It's their it's their turn. They need to beat the Patriots. When was the last time Philadelphia were in a Super Bowl, and when was the last time they won it? If they've ever won it, the Eagles the Eagles have never won the Super Bowl. The right. last the last time they were in the Super Bowl was in two thousand and four. And in that in that season, they finished the regular season with thirteen wins. So they won. So it was, they finished the regular season thirteen and three, which is the same as this year. In the playoffs, they beat Atlanta and Minnesota, which they've done this year. And they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Right. So, you know, is it is it going to happen again? It just kind of feels as if there's a a sense of inevitability about it, but having said that, you know they've got they've got a lot of they've got a lot of really good players that seem to be performing. They did lose their their quarterback earlier this year, but the backups come in and he's you know he's, he's done really well in the playoffs so far. Um, so hopefully Nick Foles can can lead them on one more game. Um, but I just think. I just think the Patriots are just they're they're too good. They've been there numerous times before. They know they know how to do it. And obviously last year I know that they came back from a pretty big deficit at half time. They did, yeah. It was devastating to watch. Devastating and well, devastating for me in a in a bad sense, but it could also be in a good sense. So they're heavy bookies favourites then? I would say so, yeah. How do you see it? How do you see it going as a match? Uh, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a really interesting game. Um, but I, I don't know that the Eagles are going to need to be at their very best. Um, they're probably going, they're going to need to ask a lot of their offense. Um, I think both our both our main running backs, GHI and Legarrette Blunt, are going to have to have huge games. If they're going to want to, if they're going to, if they're going to get anything from the game, um, and uh, if you were <laughs> a betting man, 
Yeah, your I'm, money I'm a, would be on Patriots. Am I gambling, man? Big man. Or would you fancy a wee? I'll take. Uh, nah, I think. Uh, I mean, I would probably. I would probably. I would have to go Patriots. I think. If I was right. putting money on it. Okay, and where is it? Where has it been held? It's in Minneapolis. So it's in the Minnesota Vikings new stadium. Right. Um, it's it's a really you know it's, it's quite an impressive stadium. Um, so I think it will it will generate a really good atmosphere. And, um, I just I, I really hope the Eagles can do it, but I just I just can't see it. Right. If I'm on. Well, it'll be uh, interesting to see what times you're on it. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Actually, I think it I think it starts at half eleven here or something like that, maybe. Right. And uh, is it Justin Timberlake doing the halftime show, or have I just made that up? No, you're right. Yes, <clears throat> that's one of the biggest parts of it, I guess. That's the biggest draw. In terms of the only reason people <laughs> for a lot of people that is the biggest draw, and this year that this year I, I will agree with them. Yeah, fair enough. So we'll, I guess we'll have to see how that turns out, knowing our level of prediction <laughs> from other sports we're going to be wrong but I'm yeah. sure uh, I'm sure you'll assure me otherwise oh definitely and uh, we'll find out in next week's episode just how knowledgeable we are um, so we'll chat chat a bit about the hockey now yep Um Onto the stuff that hundred percent of us know about, I would say, or I think they know about. Well, uh, and starting with the mighty clan, obviously. Indeed. Two games at the weekend, back to back, away in Manchester. Now everyone will remind me that I said clan would get no points, <laughs> and the first game Saturday night, win in regulation. What do you make of that? Is that turn up for the books? Yeah, it certainly was. Um, I definitely thought. I, I, I mean, although I'd said that we would perhaps split it over the weekend, that was being that was me being totally optimistic. I didn't really believe that it would happen. So to actually see them come away with two points from Saturday was, was quite impressive. Yeah, it was. Uh, seemed from all accounts to be a good performance as well. I know Trip was generally happy with the performances. Uh, at the weekend but uh, mm-hmm. from all accounts and certainly seen the highlights I've not, I didn't see the webcast or anything it seemed to be a pretty solid performance from Clan uh, goals from Peacock, Oslansky Gutwald who I think is having an excellent season and then Rob Lapine coming in as well, doing well, finding his scoring touch yeah, I think um, I think if you'd asked, <clears throat> will we take two points going into that weekend? They'd probably have said yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. It's you know Manchester's a really tough place to go and get a result. Um, so that's the kind of that's the kind of mark of of a Ryan Finnerty team. I think he kind of gets his team to to perform really well at home. Um, I guess obviously the 
when they go away, that's when it, they kind of tend to let themselves down a wee bit. But no, it was a, it's a, by all accounts, a, a good performance and, you know, a cracking result. Yeah, going from the, the game sheet, I see that Mr. Pitt was obviously quite pumped up for the game. <laughs> uh, he got his goal and also couple of penalties in the first period, a charging penalty for Scott Pitty. Really? Who, who'd have thought it? Um, no, and also Hammond scoring as well for them, so yeah. our points from last season just turning against us, I suppose, but yeah. you know those guys are going to get points. Yeah. You look at their performance last year and this season and it's it's no surprise really. Um the game on the Sunday, I think, just perhaps Manchester kicked into gear a wee bit. Um, mm-hmm. It was a a 5-2 win for them in the end. Uh, yeah. Goals this time coming. Uh, one in the first period. And then there's a bit of a, a, a wee lapse at the end of the second, which I think would be killed us there I go with about two minutes to go and then half a minute to go the end of the second period yeah uh, having been 2-1 up I think at one point is that right Um, I can't remember I, I remember it being I remember it being one think, up but I don't remember I was being in front yeah just looking at the times here uh, Poulain scored yet to put his 2-1 up Uh. Tony got first to equalise. Manchester scored first. Then we equalised, we went 2-1 up. And then a wee, a wee dodgy period spell at the end of the second. Yeah. Um, and an empty net goal. That seems to be um, commonplace, doesn't it? This season. They just, they just yeah. kind of elapse in concentration. Yeah, elapse. And that's maybe the difference in the game. Yeah. I know there was a lot of chat at the end about John Tripp pulling the goalie early on. To me, that's just what you do when you need goals. Mm, I guess so, but I just think, I don't know, five and a half minutes to go, that is that is a long time. Still, still a long time there to try and get back in it. And I know, I know, obviously, there were two goals down at that point, and I guess you, you think you've got nothing to lose, but, you know, anything can, anything can happen in hockey, so I don't know if, I don't know if, it was a bit premature with that, maybe. Yeah, well, I suppose I agree to disagree. I, I would be, I'd have the keeper off there, but at the end of the day, I suppose it, it can go either way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so from those games, we had uh, made a Player of the Week poll, I think. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, on Twitter... At two mins for chatting, I created a poll for um, the player of the weekend, and the results came back with Miguel Gutwald winning that poll at forty percent. That's uh, that's impressive, and as uh, as I said there, discussing the Manchester games, he's really been. That guy that we get in late with no expectations that does well again. <laughs> I think yeah, maybe we should maybe we should just start the season with just, with no players, just the Brits, and then maybe yeah, many season tickets. Do you think we'd sell? 
<laughs> four. Four. Okay. four. Just the families. <laughs> just the families just of the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, definitely. No, but I mean, well, you look at you look at it like you like Goodfeld and uh, Pulan and Lapine. They've all come in and they've all made their mark on the team. They've all made a difference. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a rule in the league that anyone that comes in late has to do well. It just seems to happen like that. Could be. Could you get be, Hammond. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones in the past. Well, it's gone both ways. There's been some who've done it and some who haven't. Uh, remember Tony Dalman? Tony Dalman. I didn't mind Tony Dalman. No, Tony Dalman was quite solid. Just not, not good on the points front, but I quite liked that one. No, kind of solid. But, I remember uh, last season as well, um, Stefan Delarover came in. Yep, that's the other one I was thinking of. Again, not... Well, I guess he kind of... I think he got... He, got, he kind of averaged about an assist a game, I think, by the time he finished. Right. But he only scored one goal, I think. Yeah, no, but it's, it seems to be a thing, so... Maybe that is the tactic. Maybe just don't sign anyone. I think that's the reward. Play with five Brits and a keeper and uh, yep. bring everyone in towards Christmas, just after Christmas, something like that. Just imagine how knackered all the Brits would be. There, Yeah, there's an idea. Let's get a game. 60 minutes. Last game of the season when it's done, if we don't make the playoffs. <laughs> 60 minutes. We play the one forward line and the one... D line as as punishment, and one keeper, aye, as punishment for the sixty minutes. Sixty minute makeover. Guys will just be lying in front of the net, stacking up to block it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I'm assuming Russell will be in goal. So, if that if that's the case, then maybe we'll, if it comes out for the puck, we'll maybe just pass it to the forward. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the I mean, opposite. Have you sly dick at Gary Russell there? <laughs> have you sly dick at Gary. Uh, I mean, I love Gary Russell, but that that was that was the yeah. Movie. That was a good. What was that? Was that in Manchester? No, that was, was that was pre season. Pre season against Manitoba. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Of course it was. Yeah, they were a good outfit. I liked them. They were really good. But I mean, that's. <laughs> Unforgivable. Yeah, it was like PlayStation. <laughs> Your finger slipped off the analog stick. Definitely seemed like. Um, I better watch what I say. He might arrest me. <laughs> he might if his alternative career that was undisclosed <laughs> for a while. Uh, so, in terms of the league, then last weekend, looking at our predictions, it was. Good week last week for me. This week not so good. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah, and a reverse a reversal of fortunes for myself. Pretty embarrassing in the first week, and then less embarrassing this week. Yeah, I think uh, I had. To, if we just quickly run through them, I had. I think we both had Guildford to beat Edinburgh. Uh, yeah. Sheffield losing in Milton Keynes. I did not have that. No, I didn't have uh, It's a bit of a surprise, but always dangerous in their own rink. Uh, clan game we've covered. Cardiff sneaking past Coventry at home. 
think we both said that. I maybe yeah. expected a few more goals, but big surprise maybe the last two games there. Um, Nottingham beating an informed Belfast team and Dundee winning against Fife in what's becoming yeah. basically a a sort of conference title slash playoff grudge match, certainly from our point of view. Yeah. Uh, the playoffs and Fife's for the Fife's for the league, they're wanting to, to pick up all the points they can. I don't think they'd have expected to to lose to Dundee there, even though Dundee are in <coughs> brilliant form now. Yeah, Dundee are in terrific form like this year. They've lost one game, is that right? And that was against us? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, up in Dundee. That 7-4 game? Yeah, that was a bit, that was a but mad one. That was a mad one. Um, I guess, obviously, we talked last week about Chris Lawrence coming back for Dundee and that's kind of, that's obviously helped them, you know, they kept kept going on um, and managed to, managed to get the result against Fife in overtime. Um, the one that the, the Nottingham game, I don't know why. I just, I just, I just Nottingham for that one. I don't really have a reason for it. Yeah, well, you you get the points there. That's for sure. Aye, just purely on a purely on a guessing basis because obviously Belfast were the in, the informed team, so you would logic would suggest you pick them. But then there's always that there's always that one result. Like probably maybe once or twice a weekend that never goes the right way, and I managed to pick. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree. Uh, Sunday saw the the mental result of the weekend with Sheffield winning eight nil at home against Belfast. Shocking. Sheffield seem to have a habit of scoring high numbers of goals uh, at the right time. I remember that. The nine eight game was it at Brayhead, which was just that was something else. But <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. They've gone Sheffield from a kind of slump now. Really seem to be picking it up. Yeah, they seem to be they seem to be hitting form at the right time. Um, and on them actually at the moment they are currently as we're recording six one up. Are they really? Uh, in the semi final against Cardiff, no less. Jesus. I mean that that alone. I mean, fourteen goals in the last uh, hundred minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, I know. Absolutely incredible. It's uh, really impressive. Um, I didn't expect that anyway. No. I mean, if Sheffield had won two or two one three one kind of thing, yeah, you'd have maybe not. You'd have thought, you know, could have seen that coming. Yeah. A shutout against Belfast too. Going for the league is uh, impressive stuff, but I think there's three short-handed goals maybe in that. I think you're right. You don't see that often. You don't see that often. Yeah, definitely. Really, really weird. It was at least, it was at least two. I think it might have been three. Yeah. yeah. Um, the predictions continued for uh, the rest of the games. We'd, I think we both said Cardiff would win in Coventry. Yeah, and they did just. Just again. Storm beating Clan. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we covered that. Dundee winning Edinburgh. 
which again is another good result for them, given Edinburgh kind of picking up a wee bit. Maybe not so much in terms of results, but mm-hmm. performances from all accounts. Yeah. Uh, making it more difficult for teams. Um, I think eventually if they keep playing the way they're playing, then eventually they'll start to pick up points. But unfortunately, it's you know, the kind of story of every season that's always kind of at the last minute. Yeah, and thankfully Clan will be doing all right against them, but maybe that's due to change as well. So far. So far. Um, it's Guildford beat Milton Keynes in a tight one at home. And uh, there was a certain incident near the end of that game, which I think we'll just come on to. But a huge flashpoint, if you will. Yeah, a flashpoint. Um, we both had that result picked. The last game, Nottingham going down three two in Fife. You picked that one as well, I think. I think I went with Nottingham. The hunch, I picked, but picked Fife, but I think I picked I picked Milton Keynes to be girlfriend on it. So you did, yeah. So you did, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, I know there's a, an injury to Russ Moyer in that game for Fife, which looked pretty bad. The highlights, so I don't know if he'll be out for a couple of weeks, whatever, that'll be a big loss to them. He's their captain this year and pretty solid player. But uh, that was a big win for them, keeping in, in the title hunt. Yeah, definitely. I think they, they kind of needed that after the Dundee result the night before. Um, albeit Albeit they got a point, I think. <laughs> they took that game yeah, yeah, yeah. An overtime loss. X Clan D Man CC Cody Carlson. Last night was at the Celtic game, taking in the sights. Yep, taking in the sights. <laughs> think he's up at Fraserburgh tonight. I would I would seriously doubt it. Not many are. That's true. Um just then touching on a quick run of predictions for next week and then we'll look at the the incidents from from those games at the weekend, specifically probably the Dops incident with Matt yeah. Nickerson and uh, what we think about that. That's a controversial one, but we've got obviously the Challenge Cup stuff going on at the moment. We won't uh, go into that, but Clan specifically focusing on Clan. It's the home and home series with the great rivals, the Five Flyers. What do you? I mean, what do you see is taking anything for this weekend? I, I've got a feeling we might beat Fife at home. Okay. I've just got a feeling. I was too negative last week. Are you are you so going to the uh, I don't know yet actually if I'll be there as we record. But uh at least one of us will be, I think you're going, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Get, the, get the webcast anyway. Aye, obviously. Or indeed clan radio. Sponsored by communications. Um, yes. There it is, yeah. <laughs> um so I I don't know, I've got a feeling we might we might do that on the Saturday night um, or at least take two I can't really commit to which way around it'll be two points but Fife at home we've struggled this year up there other than the, the overtime loss but mm. I think if we are going to do it it'll be at home yeah I would agree um, 
I'm feeling optimistic about this weekend as well. So you're going to take four points. I'm going to take I'm going to take three points because right, okay, because Fife rarely are beaten in reg- in regulation. Um, I think the clan's performances recently are on the up. Mm. I think Flyers losing Moyer is a huge factor for them. I can see he's sneaking sneaking a win at home and then overtime loss away. And I'm willing willing to put money on it. Yep, that that would be that would be good I think, but it would certainly dent Fife's Fife's title chance, but if we want any any ambition of winning that conference I think you're almost got to be looking at four points there. Yeah, probably. And and them taking none. Yeah, it could it could go that way. I just um I don't know. I just, I, we're not there yet, you know. We've still got players out injured as well. Yeah, oh, I know. Interesting to see what happens with those ones anyway. Um, we've got also Manchester uh, this weekend. at home to Coventry and then away to Sheffield I think they'll beat Coventry at home and I think they'll lose in Sheffield just given Sheffield's recent form yeah I would I would also agree with that Coventry are just seem to be on the slide now although they can at the weekend two, two close games with Cardiff but um, I see Danny Stewart get a, a match suspension yeah, you got a match suspension. Was that for abuse of, uh, abuse of official? Uh, yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, you just seem to be losing confidence um, in Manchester at home, as we know. Tough to beat. Tough to beat, although Clan have gone in there and done it, so they'll be studying the game tapes and that. Yeah, you would think so. Steelers, obviously home to Manchester on Sunday, but home... As well on the Saturday to Nottingham. Um, that is an interesting that's one. That's an interesting one. Given Sheffield's recent form, I think I'd have to go with them, but you never know. That's a build as a big rivalry game. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Nottingham. Yeah? Yeah. I'm gonna go. That's a huge that's a huge result for them to win in Sheffield if if it does if it does go that way. Yep. I'm just I'm just gonna go for it. Gotta go for it. Um, due to my if, if anything else due to my um, basically it, I do occasionally write for a, a website and I'd I had a look at this earlier on actually I'd um, at the start of the season I'd kind of done my end of season predictions and where teams would win the league right Nottingham I've got Nottingham winning the league <laughs> right so we need, need to start winning they need to get up there, yeah. Need to get up there. Yeah. I think. I think at the start of the season, you know, it was kind of. At the start of the season, yeah, they just. They just said they were possibly favourites. Yep, there's certainly a patch where they went through that Champions League spell, and um, they were just winning the league. Maybe not by a number of goals, but doing enough to win. Team seemed pretty happy, but gone downhill a wee bit since then but it's very difficult to to write them out of any game 
just with some of the individual players they've got. Yeah, definitely. I think I don't, it seems to be like look they brought Luke Pither in a couple of weeks ago, but he seems to have really hit the ground running as well. Yeah, absolutely. So he'll he'll hopefully provide some some cracking attacks going forward. Get your predictions back in exactly. back on track. Um Dundee at home to Edinburgh. Got to fancy Dundee there. Yep. I seem to picture Edinburgh and Dundee always conceding goals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't see that changing. Milton Keynes uh, at home to Guildford. That'll be intense again after the recent spats. Yep. Milton Keynes at home, pff, tough to call. Maybe, uh, maybe that, maybe this game, maybe Nickerson will be the spectator. I think it's hit. Maybe, maybe he'll be standing at the door and uh, just yeah. just waiting for the Guildford players to come off. <laughs> Shouting some vile, putrid abuse as they walk off. Um, I'm (laughs) going to pick Guildford there just because I quite like Guildford and I like the Guildford highlights, as I've said. (laughs) (laughs) So unless they're playing clan, I normally tend to pick them. Yeah, I'll go Guildford as well, I think. I've learned my lesson from last week. Big one at the top of the table, Belfast against Cardiff. Now, judging by Cardiff's current predicament, they are, well, 6-2. They lost 6-2 in Sheffield in the the semi-final first leg. Probably looking mm-hmm. for a bounce back to that. Yeah. They play, play Belfast Friday and Saturday night. Yes, so they do. Yeah, yeah, I missed that one. In Belfast. So that, that's a tough away weekend. That is, yeah. That is, they don't play on the Sunday. Um, but I mean, having the game today, you're almost looking at a, well, you're looking at a three game, yeah. three game week, really. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Belfast won one of those games. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think they, if they've got any aspirations to win the league now, I think we'd be looking at four points there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Given Cardiff's sort of exploits tonight you know it's kind of three games in four days for them so Fife will be hoping for a some sort of share of the points there at least Belfast <laughs> getting more to hold Cardiff yeah. back a wee bit the only one we've or a few games we've not covered on the Sunday Dundee travel to Nottingham that'll be tough for Dundee yeah that's a tough one that's going to really test their metal as to how well they can perform, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. We know they're doing well at home, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one to call as well, I think. I think home win for me just, but wouldn't be surprised if Dundee in the form they're on took that to overtime. I think Nottingham will be in confidence mode after their incredible... Comeback result against Sheffield on the Saturday. <laughs> against Sheffield, <laughs> yeah. I fully expect them to carry that through. Um, we've got Coventry at home to Guildford. Guildford for me. Guildford. Obviously. Uh, and again, we need Coventry to be dropping points if we're looking to get into the, the playoffs. 
which is basically the reality for us now. Yep. Uh, Aye, I think so. And finally, Milton Keynes travelled to Edinburgh. Could that be the one for Edinburgh? Well, I know they won a couple of weeks ago, but could that be another? I think that's another potential two points there for them. Milton Keynes on the road are not the Milton Keynes in Milton Keynes. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a bit of a coin flip game. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Edinburgh. Yeah, I think I'm happy with that as well. I think we need to get any double figures, points wise. Yeah. No, I, I think I think they might do it then. I hope they do as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope they do as well. Yeah, you don't want. You don't want it just to be another. As much as you can kind of see it being one of those seasons for them again, you don't want it to. No. Drift away, they're still. They can still have an effect on other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much of a motivation that is, but it's still a possibility. Briefly touching on the the one kind of player coming and going was Nottingham releasing the man with the cool name, yeah. Matthew Brisebois. Right, okay. I was wondering if you were going to pronounce it. Or... Yeah, I had to, I had to go for yeah. it. Spot on. And uh, I'm not sure. It was. It wasn't a a stick on. All the fans are happy he's gone. I think it was a kind of split. Not so sure. Yeah. Getting a lot of. He was pretty solid. Uh, just the nine points, three of which were goals, but mm. seemed to be one of those guys that was not brought in for that role. Yeah, I'm guessing he was kind of brought in as a as a kind of stay at home demon. Um, but you know, since, since he's left, you know, Nottingham haven't really. Um, don't know, they've not really, their performances haven't dipped going. No, no, absolutely not, it's not. So, you can assume at the moment it's a it's a good decision. Uh, and the other players are stepping up, but it's, yeah. uh, he seems like the kind of guy that would, uh, a lot of teams could, there'd be a place for him in a lot of the teams in the league. Yeah, I think, um, arguably until a couple of weeks ago, I would argue that, that we would, Probably needed somebody like that, um, yep. but you know, as it is, we're kind of. I think we've. I think we've settled now on a team. I can't see us bringing anyone else in. No, not really. No. I think, by all accounts, Scott seems to be seems to be performing really well as a forward, filling that power forward role. Yeah, I know. I know. He's uh, he's he's certainly skating smoothly into the must resign category. I would yeah, say. I would. I would definitely have him back. Seems like a nice guy as well. You just hope that John Tripp doesn't move to another team and take take all the players with him. But yeah, uh, no, I would. I would have him back. I think he's done well. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Do you want to talk about Matt Nickerson? We'll end on Matt Nickerson. I think we'll end on Matt Nickerson because can't get any worse than that. After he probably ended his season. <laughs> with his actions nice segue um, so essentially <laughs> I think it was towards the end of the game he's obviously getting wound up as seems to be the case <clears throat> skating around looking for trouble kind of avoiding the linesman yeah. giving them a bit of his mind and then sent down the tunnel and it all kind of all hell breaks loose 
Yeah, I don't really, I don't understand the the six games that he got for abusive official. So, I'd, like, I've seen the video and then, well, I think they've, I think they've taken it down since then, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, although it made it onto the BBC website, certainly the. What did it? Certainly the punch did. Right, right, okay. Or the door slam. The door. I've seen some people saying he was maybe trying to close the door behind him. Ah, right, okay. I must have... Maybe he is doing that, but... Uh, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a current but guy. But he knows there's a guy there. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, I, I'm not really too sure what the, what the six games for a abusive official was. Um, I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen the clip. I don't really think he says a lot. He says a lot to the to the linesman or the refs. I think he's just kind of evading. Yeah, it's maybe the, the evasion of authority and sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, does that warrant six games though? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he said really, either. That's true. It's uh, official wording on the on the statement just to just to see what that is. Yeah, I mean it's. I think uh, all in all, the the DOP system is gaining more respect. Oh yeah, totally, a hundred percent agree with that. Couldn't have got Really? Um, just got this up here. At no time is a player allowed to skate at, intimidate, or physically demean an opposing player whilst under restraint of a game official. Nickerson left the bench to entertain a possible physical alteration of an opposing player. Uh, he did not follow instructions of the game officials, physically broke free of the linesman trying to engage with a player on multiple occasions. Uh, so it's the no regard for officials and leaving the bench for the purpose of an altercation as the six games. Okay, I guess you could kind of justify that, but um, I don't, I don't see where he, where he, I don't see where the, where the officials had him under any restraint. I think they were just kind of getting between him and whoever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that if that kind of counts as coming under the same heading, then fair enough, I guess. Yeah, and for that, they are not allowed to dress another import for the six games. Um, yeah, but for the, that, yeah. the subsequent fourteen of the twenty, they are allowed to. Um, and the spectator engagement <laughs> penalty was well, it was just rush of blood. Six games for abusive official, fourteen games for smacking a guy across the face. Yeah, right into the. Into the door. It's, it, it makes you wonder what the guy said, what Nickerson's thinking, why the guy's so close. I mean, the guy's basically opening the door for Nickerson. Oh yeah, aye, absolutely. I mean, he's he's leaning over and everything. I mean, I mean, we know we know what Nickerson's like. He's been in the league for a number of years now, um, so we we know what he can be like on the ice. So um, he's obviously not happy at being. Sent down the tunnel and obviously wasn't happy before that because he felt the need to come on the ice. So um, I'm not making excuses for him, but he, I mean, yeah, he doesn't feel the need to play the rest of the season either. I guess so. Just decided <laughs> that will do me. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know how the guy is that get hit. Hopefully he's, sure he's fine. all right. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that come along once in a blue moon and. I'm sure that will get the league publicity again. Who knows? Not for... Again, not for the right reasons. Not for the right reasons, at least. Not for an embarrassing suspension this time. 
a la Freta, Gulakos, etc, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously 20 games, that's that's a fair chunk. So, I mean, is that, I can't remember any other player being given a ban of that, that kind of stature. I know, obviously, like a couple of years ago, um, who was it Nottingham had? You're thinking of the guy that threw the... Apparent. He threw his helmet at the player. Grimaldi. Joe Grimaldi. Grimaldi, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was... Uh, I don't even remember how many that was. I've got a feeling it wasn't... Was it as many as 20? Anyway, it was right at the end of the season, wasn't it? And he... Yeah, but that wasn't... So he's never... Never there to serve it. But uh, Nickerson, I'm sure, got maybe like a 10-game ban when he first came to Fife at the start for something. And, uh, but they, they really liked Nickerson up there. I don't think after that, I don't really think he had any sort of red mist moments. Again, the same in Belfast. They seemed to be more of a mm-hmm. a playing role and sort of doing all right. But since Milton Keynes, I don't know, it's clicked again. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I just, I mean, I get, it depends what the, what the coaches ask these kind of players to do kind of thing you know if he's brought in as a as an enforcer then I guess that's his job yeah to an extent yeah right, obviously within, within the parameters of the game but um, there's no I don't know there's no I can't see any sort of logical reason behind that yeah I mean I don't think anything really more will come out of it I would be surprised if he was if he was still there given that he won't play for them again yeah I mean I don't know how that works either if, nah, I don't know but uh, yeah, I mean that. Unless he's been asked to do that, which would worry me if he was, that kind of behaviour uh, <laughs> might not see him in the league again. Potentially, although I'm sure other teams. I mean, he's, he's already been at Fife and Belfast and now Milton Keynes, so I wouldn't write him off coming back. But it's you know it's a lot to take on for a player like that. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I suspect you might see something in the upcoming weeks about it. Because uh, if that does cover the rest of his season, Indeed. especially with Milton Keynes maybe not making the playoffs, then they might look to get something cut off the wage bill. I don't know how it works. No, I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just refreshing the transfer deadline day. Yep. Well, we'll move on to that. I guess the big big news was uh, Obama Yang going to going to Arsenal. Well, I mean you've got you've got a couple of stories, other stories, maybe non transfers, but that was probably the most prominent move. Yeah, it seems to be. Um, aye, of of the uh, of the transfers that have went through, that seems to be the most noticeable. Yep. Quite a good player, good FIFA player. Anyway, I think you'll see a lot more people choosing Arsenal. On FIFA, <laughs> aye. Well, I don't know. They might, they might pick, uh, might start picking, and Juru up front. Yeah, that's true. Dortmund were always a solid pick, though. You had that, you had that pace. Pace is a killer in FIFA, as you know. But no, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Successful at Dortmund, uh, but kind of different style. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, his, his goal scoring record at Dortmund is. Um, it's quite phenomenal, I think. But um, before that, wasn't really down as a as a goal scorer as much. I don't think. Um, 
because I think he had a, he had a kind of brief spell at, at Monaco. Um, I think he played 20 games or something like that. Like he only scored twice. But I guess it, it kind of depends where he was playing at that point. I wouldn't really know that, but kind of um, just judging on uh, his kind of performances at, at Dortmund, then, you know, it's, it's, he's obviously a, a top quality player. Um, I think Arsenal are, Arsenal are a good bit of business there. Yeah, I mean, obviously they had money to spend and they're not really renowned as being a spending club, so I think that'll, you know, go some way to ease that, but the results recently have been pretty poor, so mm-hmm. he's going to have, I think he'll have quite a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much from from at the club themselves, but from himself to prove he can do it over, over in the Premier League. Yeah, potentially. Um, I guess we'll just need to wait and find out. I guess, but um, obviously, I think that you know Arsenal fans are think we're happy about um, Sanchez leaving because I think we just kind of expected that they wouldn't yep. be getting anyone else in. Um, so you know, it's it's, it's a good signing um, for Arsenal. We'll just see how he how he performs. Yeah. Um, we've also got Giroud going to Chelsea from Arsenal. I think Giroud's probably quite well respected by Arsenal fans. He's not really ever let them down, I wouldn't say. Always known for scoring that spectacular goal, but yeah. more of a kind of super sub. Aye, I think, yeah, towards the end, he was just kinda wasn't getting a lot of game time. He was coming on as an impact sub, as you say. Um, so maybe the move will do him a bit of good, but then I don't know where he's going to finish. Yeah, it's always a weird one. I saw Batshuayi moved... Uh, to Dortmund. Yeah, he did. Whether he'll get Phil Aubameyang's role. Not really the same same kind of player, but... Uh, I have my doubts about that one. But I think Bayern... Um, sorry, yeah. Dortmund are getting a really... Uh, they get the short stick, I think, with, that, with those three. Yeah, I mean, obviously they are, yeah, but that's why I just wasn't, wasn't favoured at Chelsea at all. So... Be interesting to see what Juru's role is as well. He's obviously got a name for being this impact guy, but is he starting centre forward for thirty games a season? I don't know. Nah, I'm not sure. The other the other noticeable one was Lucas Moura signing for Spurs. He's uh, always been kind of highly highly thought of. I've not seen much of the French stuff myself, but he's. Uh, He's always had a pretty good reputation, but the thing I've seen with Spurs is that fans are frustrated that they're not making this game-changing signing. He's a obviously a very good player, but he's not a mm-hmm. showcase, big money signing, really. Yeah, nah, I, I know what you mean. He's just kind of, I don't know. I mean, he's coming from he's coming from PSG. Where he wasn't like he's obviously not getting a game all the time, but I saw Neymar wasn't very happy about it. Is that right? Yeah, but Spurs fans have had this. You know, they're paying your kind of 20 million, you're getting uh, your Rente and your uh, kind of Lamelas and all of those sort of players, not anything that's making you step back and think, oh, it's a uh, delta. No, exactly. Um, oh, well, if, if Neymar's unhappy, then maybe you'll fuck off as well. Yeah, yeah. Riyad Mahrez is the last kind of big story you would say in terms of Premier League transfers or non-transfers yep. staying at Leicester Man City wanting him 
not happy that Leicester didn't sell him. Yeah, I think I think Leicester were looking for somewhere in the region of ninety five million pounds or something like that for Mares. And Man City said that was too much. So if it's if you know that's the equivalent of I don't know, Celtic maybe paying five million or something like that for a player. Yeah. I mean well when you think about it, he was what he was player of the year a couple of years ago. Yeah. Won a title. Uh I think, was maybe African player of the year as well. Yeah, I think he was. So it's not unrealistic if you look at somebody like Coutinho, as good as he's been. Yeah. Uh, Mares is, is arguably done more in terms of what he's achieved in the Premier League. So I guess obviously all the figures has been blown out of proportion. But yeah, I guess so. But. You know, in, in the same vein, I don't think he's been the same player that he has been like the past sort of year to eighteen months. I don't think he's been that. You know, he's not that same kind of drive and kind of determination. Yeah, people have kind of worked him out for him. Yeah, week. I think so. Um, Came on to uh, still, I think there was he was linked with that move. I think in summer, but played fairly well the f- first half of this season. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. More of an impact than he did last year, I think. No, so it'll be that been another interesting one to see what he's like the rest of this season with Leicester. Yeah, we'll see perhaps his professionalism coming through, maybe, or, yeah. you know, is he going yeah. to be one of those guys that's kind of a bit like Dirk Burrard at Celtic, just kind of bench fodder? There's certainly, there's certainly a place for him. I think he's on his days a, a game changing player. Oh yeah, there's, there's no, I mean, I'm obviously not comparing him to Dirk to, but yeah, he's obviously a, a you know a much better player than that. But um, yeah, just as a as a kind of example, it came to, came to mind. Yeah, just flashed up there that uh, in kind of Scottish related news, Johnny Russell has left Derby to join Kansas City in the MLS. Johnny Russell has left Derby County to sign for Sporting Kansas. In the MLS. What'd you make of that, mate? Good evening, guys. Right, that's enough. The actual Jim White is on the show. Right, Jim. <laughs> that's enough, Jim White. Um, yeah, what have we got? We've got um, Andre Ayew moving to Swansea from West Ham. I've lost track now. So that them got both the Ayew brothers. Is, is Jordan, is he at Swansea? He's somewhere. Now at, at somewhere. Yeah, he's somewhere. A bit of a nothing signing, if I'm honest. Just briefly tie that back to something that I was thinking about in terms of the a deadline day for the EIHL, which would be much more interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Of course, Nickerson would be going absolutely nowhere. If that was. Nickerson would be going nowhere, yeah. So. But you can imagine your, uh, your Jerry McLaughlin standing outside <laughs> Brayhead. Just on the Clyde, fans behind him, getting news of the loan signing of whoever it is. I don't know. <laughs> Some East Coast, East Coast player moved to Brayhead on loan. Mike M back, back on loan. Mike M back's left the club. Yeah. But now he's back. Come back, come back on loan. He couldn't find a role in Toledo. <laughs> now he's back. No, I would, I would watch that. I think deadline day. I will see. We'll see what happens. When we when we eventually come to run this sport, I think it'll be a very different league. Just a wee bit left in terms of the sport stuff that we're going to touch on was uh, a couple of 
but it's a stadium news in Scotland. Um, but actually, we we should do we should do a quick run through <coughs> of uh, Premiership fixtures for Saturday, just quickly. Yeah, sure. Um, Celtic go to Kilmarnock. Home win. You're joking. Of course I am. A wee win. Half twelve kick off. Kilmarnock will still be sleeping. Kev's <laughs> here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Aberdeen Hamilton. Home win. Got a fancy Aberdeen there, yeah. Dundee Ross County. Mm, probably home win as well. Ross County struggling, but depends how good David so, and Go is. True. After his penalty last week. Indeed. That goal on his debut. And with that record, he's unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah, they lost lost four to at home to Aberdeen. Goal scorers were still in for time. Schalke get double. Oh well. No and Gog. Rubbish. Pointless. Nah, he's mins. Um finished. <laughs> Twenty eight. Hearts at <laughs> Hearts at home to St Johnson. Mm. Home win. Hearts to bounce back, yeah. I'll go I'll go score draw for Dundee Ross County. Right, I'm gonna go home win. Home win okay. Dundee, home win Hearts. Motherwell Thistle. Home win. Now I have to pick up on <laughs> last week's superb away win prediction for Thistle. And I'm gonna do it again. Away win. Oh come on. Please gotta give them respect. They deserve no respect. They're looking up now. They're looking up on the table. Ah right, well we'll see. And finally, Rangers Hibs. Um I would love an away win. Yep, but just can't see it. I cannot see that. Although, you never know. Hibs, one of the better teams in the league, but... Hibs, unpredictable, I think. Yeah, depends what Hibs you get. Aye, and obviously, I don't know if they were talking about Simon Murray going, I don't know if that's happened yet or not. Um, obviously, Stokes, he's away. Good riddance. But um, I would love I would love Hibs to get a win. I'm going to go goalless draw. I think Hibs will score, but I think Rangers will win. Uh, I don't know, I just... Yeah, I Rangers are going for the league now. and <laughs> uh, No, I just I just see them winning that one. It's, uh, I suppose, coming up to that time for our any other business section to round us off. Indeed. Potentially the, potentially the best part of the podcast. Yep, the part everyone wants to hear. Yep, the part everyone skips to. And uh, in that, I think the big reveal, you can reveal our big subject. The big topic for this week. The big topic, yep. We are going to discuss the Flat Earth Society. That went down like a, a, pan, a flat pancake. It's as flat as a pancake. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was wait. I was waiting for the applause. Um, yep. So this is the the flat Earth theory, which has reared its head again this week after ex England cricketer Freddie Flintoff came out came out as a as a, a a believer, I guess, if you want to if you want to call it that, and basically what. Sam, we're going to do is discuss why it's a lot of shite. Now, 
maybe I can play devil's advocate a bit in this. Because <laughs> that's what everyone wants to hear. So I think that the earth is flat. Okay. And I can tell you that because if it was curved, yeah. why do planes not have to fly down the way as they go around the circumference of the earth? Okay. There you go, that's my first point. Right. How do you know that? How do I know that? Well, I'm just... I just do, it's obvious. It's just obvious. The surface of the earth is so big that you you wouldn't be able to feel it. You wouldn't be able to feel the plane going up and down. So you're saying, you're saying that the earth is actually spherical then? Yes. I'm, I'm, debunk, I'm debunking the flat earth theory. And basically what, what, what Flintoff was saying, he said... <laughs> If you're in a helicopter and you hover, why does the earth not rotate round you if it's round? Well, exactly. Why does it not? <laughs> well, for a, for a number of reasons, but, you know, so I get how it's, it's up to you. If you want to, you know, if you want to believe the earth's flat, then that's fine, but... Um, well, it's obvious that if you just kept driving on that road, you never, you're never curving down, you're just it has to be flat. But would would you not would you not just fall off then? You can just continually drive. You can just continually drive or fly. Would you not? And uh, because of the because of the way the gravity pushes in at the sides, it's almost as if you're having to go up a steeper a steeper slope the nearer the edges you get. <laughs> You'd fall off the end. Ah, yeah, but when you get to the it's like. When you get to the end, you're at such a steep, you're at such a steep incline. When you look back, that you just take a step over the side, and you're all good again. Ah uh, no! If that's the case, why don't why don't planes fall off the end of the earth? Well, because they stop before they get to the end. Because you know where you're going. You get to that bit, and you land. I'm looking at a map right now. It's it's flat. Well, are you are you? Suggest that I'm going to suggest that the Malaysian airline that disappeared just went somewhere straight off the end because it's flat. Let me give you another part of the Flat Earth Society. Uh, what they what they say on their website? Um, they believe that the Earth is flat with the North Pole at the center. At the North Pole, there is a hole somewhere, and under. <laughs> And underneath is the underside where fictional lands such as Atlantis and Lemuria exist. I'm not going to lie, I can't really be defending too much of that. <laughs> okay, so, well, I'm, what I'm taking from this theory is that it's a bit like Stranger Things. No, Stranger Things is a good programme. That is a good programme. But, I mean, are they, uh, well... Did Stranger Things come from the flat Earth theory? That's a good point. If it did, then I want to, I want to get the flat Earth theory because I like Stranger Things. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go for the fact that the Malaysian Airlines flew off the end. <laughs> I'm going to say that all these pictures you see from space are all faked. Okay. They're all faked. You know how easy it is to get, get yourself a wee copy of Photoshop, and. Uh, and curve the earth. Okay. What about what about the 
What about the moon landings? Well, even in a round earth, we all know that they're fake. <laughs> so, basically, you're, you're siding with... Basically, these are the people, these are the celeb, current celebrities, if you want to call them that, that believe that the, the earth is flat. Starting off with Freddie Flintoff. The next one I've got is... Sorry, my, my Alexa just started up there. She was wanting me to ask her about the Flat Earth Society. Um, so, ah, you've got Freddie Flintoff, you've got the rapper B.O.B. You've got um, Boston Celtics point guard Kyrie Irving. And you've got L.A. Rams wide receiver Sammy Watkins. And that's it. I'm pretty sure, though, that B.O.B., Featured on a song with Hayley Williams called Airplanes. Is that right? Uh huh. Now, that to me is good enough to know that the earth must be flat. Right. <laughs> right. That song itself, talking about airplanes, tying it into that. Planes don't need to fly down. Malaysian Airlines disappeared off the end. He knows he's sending messages there with that song. Do you think do you think Bob created the Earth and made and made it flat and then decided to tell people that it was actually round in the beginning or not in the beginning but whenever it was so that he could reincarnate as a rapper and then start this theory that it's actually flat and then turns out they'll find evidence that it is flat and then he'll be like ah, fucking told and actually the guy himself's got he's got. Five circles in his name as it is. If you count the B as having two. But they're all flat. But they're all flat, so that's what it must have been. Okay. That must have been the realisation. Right. I think I'm coming around to this idea. Yep. I think you've won me over. I mean, just in summary, the Earth's flat because you look at the examples, the solid physical scientific examples that we've got, and that Malaysian air flight, where is it? Well, it's off the end. It's, you know, it's kind of it's where Madeleine McCann is now. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's got to be flat. So I'm saying, where can I sign? Sign up. Sign up today. I'll send you the link. I've already, I've already signed up, yeah. If anybody who's got to this point wants to give us a, a theory about why they think the Earth isn't flat, then by all means fire away. But to me, you're wasting your time. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's up to you. But judging by it, you're wasting your time. I've been, I've, I've converted. That's. I'm pleased that I've done my job. You've converted me. The last thing, the last thing I was wanting to do was just a quick, uh, a quick shout out to how good Teletext used to be. <laughs> Do you remember Teletext? You you went to Teletext for your sports news, for the scores. Used to wait for the pages to flick through. But the best bit of the, all of Teletext was Bamboozled. Do you remember Bamboozled? I do remember Bamboozled. Right. You've got nothing like that now. I mean, you've probably got an online version. But sitting there with your huge telly, waiting for your bamboozled answer to come up 
was the best thing about childhood. People used to book holidays through teletext. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, used to book holidays. Used to get the weather. Used to get the weather. The weather was basically sort of four or five maybe large pixels or squares. And then within that, yeah, to kind of guess where you were in relation to the weather was. It basically, I, I think what I think they should do is I think they should bring back teletext and do away with 24 hour news channels. Yep, fine, up for that. Because they are useless. I mean, if you like, I mean, how many times have we been down at the pub and Sky Sports News is round and round and round the same old shite every 15 minutes? Same old stuff, but imagine that that was bamboozled and everyone's got a remote. <laughs> Fighting for that. Fighting <laughs> to see that answer. Fighting for that next page. Yeah. Desperate to book their holidays. All through teletext. <laughs> what else did they have? So they always, had, they always had the news and the sport and stuff. Bamboozled, obviously. Holidays. Weather. Was there anything else? It was basically the internet. And I think... I think uh, I think the world's a worse place without it. I would agree. You also had the the ability to to watch TV <laughs> and read at the same time. You would have that sort of half screen thing where you would like text and then just watch. <laughs> no, I think it was mainly just news and stuff. And uh, no, I'll bring it back. So uh, yeah, I think that's us. We've reached the one and a half hour mark. Today's episode, we've uh, covered a lot of things. If anybody's reached this point again, well played. Indeed. I think you, you let us know who you are as well, so we can reward you in some way. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send you. So just send your address over, and we'll we'll send you a financial reward. Either that or. Or I can sign you up for the Flat Earth Society. Yeah, one of the two, yeah. Yeah, I think all that remains is for us to sign out from episode three. Indeed. I don't think we have. We don't have the piano. We don't have the piano, no. And I'm not going to try and imitate that. So um, hopefully people enjoyed that. That was a delve into the total nonsense at the end. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about two minutes for chatting saying goodbye for episode three and see you next week cheerio